thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, Dr. David Ludwig, endocrinologist at Boston Children's Hospital and professor at Harvard Medical School, has published a paper with the bold claim that overconsuming processed carbohydrates rather than overeating is the primary cause of the worldwide obesity crisis. The current widely accepted model of weight management states that weight gain is caused by simply consuming more energy than we expend. It suggests that the easy availability of high-calorie, tasty, convenient foods leading to increased consumption coupled with sedentary lifestyles leading to decreased expenditure of calories, is the cause of the epidemic. The authors of The Carbohydrate Insulin Model, a physiological perspective on the obesity pandemic, published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, argue that the carbohydrate insulin model better explains obesity and weight gain, whilst also potentially leading to better obesity management solutions. The carbohydrate insulin model lays the blame for the current obesity epidemic on excessive consumption of foods with a high glycemic load. In particular, processed, rapidly digestible carbohydrates and the resultant hormonal responses that fundamentally change our metabolism, driving fat storage, weight gain, and obesity. This model suggests that when we eat highly processed sugars and carbohydrates, the body increases insulin secretion and suppresses glucagon secretion. This, in turn, signals fat cells to store more calories, leaving fewer calories available to fuel muscles and other metabolically active tissues. The brain perceives that the body isn't getting enough energy, which in turn leads to feelings of hunger. In addition, metabolism may slow down in the body's attempt to conserve fuel. Thus, we tend to remain hungry, even as we continue to gain excess fat. Collectively, the authors have summarized that the growing body of evidence in support of the carbohydrate insulin model and have identified a series of testable hypotheses that distinguish the two models to guide future research. According to Dr. Ludwig, reducing the consumption of the rapidly digestible carbohydrates that flooded the food supply during the low-fat diet era lessens the underlying drive to store body fat, and as a result, people may lose weight with less hunger and struggle. The authors acknowledge that further research is needed to conclusively test both models and perhaps to generate new models that better fit the evidence. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that, first of all, it's important to recognize that even the authors of this study suggest that this is a working hypothesis, not a proven theory, as is the case with most things in science. However, I think that uh, this is not new. This has been around for a long time, and it does fit in with many people's lived experiences. Many people have experienced that by reducing their consumption of processed carbohydrates, by reducing their consumption of sugars, they have been able to lessen their appetite, you know, eat foods with more satiety, and as a result, lose weight without necessarily having the big crashes and pains and cravings that they may otherwise have had when they've tried other calorie-restricting approaches. In fact, many doctors, health practitioners, health coaches, and trainers have been helping people lose weight with variations of this model for years. So this is something that those of us in the health and wellness world have seen time and time again, and have seen work time and time again. Now, I'll cover that by saying that I've also seen people lose weight uh, doing the opposite, you know, by having uh, people who have lost weight on vegan diets, for example, which are certainly in the higher carbohydrate bracket as a general rule, um, obviously depending on how they're going about doing their vegan diet and how they're balancing their macros. But, you know, as a general rule, then we're not talking about a high-fat diet in that instance. So there are case studies and examples we can find on both sides, which is why looking at the science is really important which is why having these great hypotheses that we can now test and a really clear delineation 
of the two different models, which is probably the best thing that's come out of this study is, you know, 17 different experts from all over the world coming up with a clearly defined definition of what they mean by this uh, insulin modulating model gives us an opportunity to do more and more research, compare the two models. Hopefully, a lot of more research comes out. And I think it's likely that, uh, that there's going to be some evidence to support this. You know, it makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. We know that during the months when fruits were available was when our body was wanting to store fat for the winter. You know, so the summer would come, the summer fruits would come out, we'd consume excessive carbohydrates, our body would take that as a signal to store fat, um, and it would use that fat to get us through the cold winters. And so that made sense in a model and a world where we had summers and winters, or more particularly, when we had abundant times for food and non-abundant times for food, particularly abundant times for carbohydrates and non-abundant times for carbohydrates, that would allow us to use that fat during the winter months to get us through and indeed to keep us warm. So once again, from an evolutionary perspective, this makes a lot of sense. I think that you know there may well be more to it than just the, the insulin hypothesis that's being proposed here. I think satiety does play a big role, in particular the satiety that's gained from eating healthy fats. And once again, there's, there's probably more to it even than that. So I suspect that this may well, we may well look back on this later on and say, look, this is perhaps an oversimplification, but they were heading in the right direction. So this is one that we want to keep an eye on into the future. There's more research to come. But I think in the meantime, if you can be eating a balanced diet focused on healthy whole foods that encourages a good balance of fats, proteins, and healthy carbohydrates, whole food carbohydrates, then I really think that's the way to go. If you're wanting to lose weight, then you may want to put a bit more emphasis on the fats and proteins. If you're wanting to do lots of endurance exercise, you may want to put more focus on the carbohydrates. But as a general rule, getting a nice healthy balance between the fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, getting them from healthy whole food sources, I think is the way to go. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to docsbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.